You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good. All the time. And all the time. Our God is good. So back in the day, in the major seminary, I had a rector was always fond of saying virtually the same thing every new academic year. So when I got in my very first year, he would gather all of us in the chapel and his opening remarks will always be that there are five P's of success, five P's. And he would proceed to name them, and he would say, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. So he would say this every new academic year. So we asked someday, and we said, what does it mean that you keep saying this over and over again? He said, of course. Dear friends, this is a summary of all your time here in the seminary with us. If you prepare well, chances are that you will do well. If you prepare well, chances are that you will do well. And this is so true, not just to us who we are seminarians aspiring to be priests, but it applies also to every aspect of our lives. When we take our time to prepare adequately, chances are that we will succeed. When we don't prepare, we are likely going to fail. So if something is to be good, it must be well prepared for. And the church, in its wisdom, understands the importance of preparation. Hence, four weeks before Christmas, every year are usually set aside as a period of preparation for the events and the ceremonies that will follow at Christmas. And this season of preparation, this time, this period, is what we call Advent, Advent. And the word Advent has its origins in the Latin word Adventus, Adventus, which translates to coming or arrival, in this case, the coming or the arrival of the infant Jesus. So Advent, dear friends, has been used for very many centuries to refer to the season of expectant waiting and preparations for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And so Advent marks the very beginning of the liturgical year in the Catholic calendar. 
So it typically spans four weeks, symbolized by the four candles on an Advent wreath that has just been blessed here by Father Killian to begin this liturgy. So each of the candles, dear friends, represents a different theme. The one that was lit today represents simply, dear friends, hope. For next Sunday, we will light a second. It represents peace. The third Sunday of Advent represents joy. And the very last represents love. Of course, it will already be Christmas when we celebrate the Son of Man, Jesus, coming down that you and I, dear friends, will also be in heaven with him. For me as a kid, this period was my most favorite season because I was sure to have new clothes both bought to me by my parents. I was sure of new sets of pants, shirts, a rubber watch just to look nice at Christmas. It was the only one time you were sure that you will have new sets of clothes bought to you by your parents. So this season was so special and we all looked forward to it. Indeed, every kid in the neighborhood will look forward to this very unique and very nice season of Advent. So we always look forward to it. The four weeks will roll by very quickly and we will look forward to Christmas. Again at Christmas, every kid look forward to a very nice, delicious meal prepared at home. You were sure to have good rice and stew. You were sure to have meat and all of it. Of course, once the season passes, you go back to status quo. So we always look forward to this very beautiful season when we all look forward to celebrating the coming of Christ. And I know that preparation still occupies a very special place in our lives as Christians even today. And I know that very many of us here have already started making plans for Christmas. Some are repenting their houses. Some kids and grandkids are also asking for special clothes or shoes or toys as gifts for Christmas. Some are beginning to stock their homes with basic supplies that will be required for Christmas. In a lot of ways, every one of us here has something going on, something nice to mark this very special event in our lives. That is good, dear friends. But while it is good to go about such preparations, it is even better to focus more on the spiritual preparation. Emphasis should be more on our spiritual preparation. And I'd like for a moment, for the next few minutes, to try to consider some suggestions for spiritual preparations or spiritual alignment or realignment for Christmas. And nowhere else to get some help than our readings today. And our readings, the first reading, the second, the third, which is the gospel, have highlighted some of them. And the first is that, dear friends, at this great season, 
we are encouraged to walk away from the darkness of sin. We are encouraged to walk away from the darkness of sin. So the first step to spiritual renewal is an examination of conscience, a sincere one, a sincere examination of conscience. If you want to renovate a house, you don't just start by tearing it apart. No. The first thing you do is to go around the house and try to inspect it very thoroughly with a view to identifying the specific spots, the exact areas that you would want to renovate. And you find those places that are leaking and those places that are damaged. So you note the things to throw away and the things to keep. And this is exactly, dear friends, what we are called to do within our spiritual houses during this beautiful season of Lent. To identify the areas in our lives that require tearing down, making it look beautiful for Christ. So you might assume that your house is clean, and if you don't notice the cobwebs on your ceiling, you are likely going to assume that all is well. So this is the time, dear friends, to look inward with a view to taking a broom to remove the cobwebs blocking us from God. Get that broom, tear down the cobweb that blocks your access to God. When we read again our first reading today, we will notice that Isaiah asks for God's mercy and forgiveness. He says, we have sinned. We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind. Take us away. Take us away. And I like to ask, dear friends, when last did you make a confession in your life? When last? And you may want to consider one, making one on Wednesday, the sixth, when we shall have a number of priests here to help us to clean our spiritual cobwebs. The second suggestion I'd like to make is that we should all be vigilant. Let us not fall for Satan's trap. Just as we are preparing for a spiritual renewal this Christmas, the devil and his agents are seriously also planning and strategizing in order to continually cause us to sin. So if we don't open our spiritual eyes, we will get carried away by the evil wind that is blowing hot during this season and eventually Christmas. So St. Peter puts it very nicely when he wrote, discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. 
Resist him. Steadfast in your faith. First Peter chapter 5, 8 to 9. Yes, dear friends, the devil is like a lion looking for people to devour. And you would be tempted more than ever before to have more invitations to parties, to free drinks here and there. More friends will be coming over. And if you are not careful, you will let down your spiritual guard. So in our passage, in our gospel passage today, Jesus says, watch therefore, dear friends, for you do not know when the master of the house will come. It could be in the evening, or at midnight, or cockcrow, or even in the morning, lest he comes suddenly and he finds us asleep. The third and the last is, don't be idle. Let us get busy doing the work of the Lord, the work of the master. Still, in our gospel passage, Jesus describes the season of Advent through this analogy. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Many of us, unfortunately, consider Christmas as a time to rest. But like Jesus, our master tells us, we must get busy. Take note of that statement, each with his or her work. We must therefore get busy. Let us be at our master's employment, doing the best that we can to win more souls for Christ. And what is this work that our master wants us to be doing? What does he want to return to find us still doing? It is the work of charity, giving things away, helping others, and making sacrifices for one another. Recall the gospel of last Sunday, the scene of the last judgment. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was naked, you clothed me. In prison, you came to visit me. These are the things that should preoccupy us. We must be doing this when the master returns. This is the charge that he gives to every one of us, their friends today. It is the work of charity, helping others, just as Christ left his glory in heaven to do, sacrificing everything for our salvation. And this is why we pray it in our opening prayer today at Mass. Grant you are faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds. Take note, righteous deeds. And the second aspect of this work is telling people the good news about Jesus Christ, reminding them that Christmas without Christ is a crisis. Christmas without Christ is a crisis. Let us therefore become like angels. Let us announce to the shepherds that Jesus Christ is born. This is the task 
and the duty that we have to do in the coming days and weeks. We ask the Lord that we expect at Christmas to bless us with all the graces that we need to stay strong, to even be more committed, and to all family, to all that we believe. Through Christ our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.